back to a brand new episode of Talking Shiz. I am your host, CJ. And folks, remember, it costs nothing to share. And plus, sharing is caring. So make sure you guys share, rate, review, and subscribe. And talking about subscribing, why have you not subscribed to the podcast, uh, pod page yet? Uh, it's podpage.com slash Talking Shiz. And my pod page, it has all the platforms where you can find the podcast. Also has all of the media platforms so you keep updates on when I update. So every time I update, you'll get an update. So make sure you do follow the pod page and follow on Twitter. And that's talking underscore shiz. And that's at talking underscore shiz. The same for Instagram. I do have that Facebook as well. Also, make sure you go to teespring.com to pick up your shizzler merchandise. And also, you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com to help support the podcast. Now, today is another very, very special episode because I have a very special guest in the Talking Shiz studio. And I have Juline from It Goes Down in the PM podcast. Juline, tell us, uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your podcast and what you guys do or what you do. Hey, okay, so I'm Juline. My podcast is It Goes Down in the PM. And on my same network, I, sh- I share a network with Coffee After Dark podcast, a very Walker vlog, Momversations, uh, video, video vlog. It's just we're, we're putting out a lot of content right now. And I'm just so proud of my company, my network. And uh, let's see what else. Um, my my podcast is basically me challenging the patriarchy's need for women to be quiet. And that's why I say, you know, I'm fighting the patriarchy one F you at a time and I'm not acting like a lady. I have heard the podcast. I, I have to say that so I really, I really enjoy uh, the, the podcast. I appreciate you actually coming on and wanting to be on my podcast. <laughs> so I'm actually, uh, I'm actually, uh, I'm very happy that you wanted to stop by. Cool. Thank you. Uh, I really appreciate it. Did you have a favorite episode? Um, I would do a follow-up and have you on my podcast too. I cannot remember the name of it. Give me one second. I have to, well, I have to look it up because I cannot remember the name of it. Yeah. The Joe Rogan roast um, got me some new listeners. I was really happy about that. That's that's the one. I couldn't remember the name of it, but I remember that you were, because I don't like Joe Rogan either. And that's the one, that's the one, because I was laughing. That's funny, because I can't stand him either. And I'm glad you actually brought him up, because I want to talk the the unreality of reality shows. And I made a list, and I, uh, you could bring up any reality show you want, but I did make a list. Fear Factor. I was, what was I on, like, TV Plus? I cannot remember. I think it was. Or was it TikTok? I cannot remember where I saw it, but it had an old episode of Fear Factor. And Fear Factor, I I never really got into Fear Factor because I thought it was kind of lame in a sense. The way that Joe Joe Rogan was like a creeper when there was a, a an attractive female, like he would act like he's very caring or whatever. I don't know if you picked that up or not, but dude, are you ser- serious? It's like I would watch this one and he, this it was a big tank and this uh, lady was over it. And there, I, I forgot what this was going to do because I turned it off, but he was just, he walked out there and he was I don't know it was very creepy to me. Wow, I I don't. Yeah, he, I don't know. See, I didn't mess with Fear Factor because it really bothered me the way they sat there and played with people's food. Like, 
Uh, <laughs> I I was mountain really oysters. Buff- <laughs> I'm I'm down to try whatever, and that's that's a 100 fact. I will try just about anything. I've tried jellyfish. I once, during my detachment to El Central California, ate a desert beetle on a dare because I wanted beer money. I'll try just about anything. I was did you not win, down. though? Did you win? I That's did. My... Oh, okay. I did. Okay. okay. I did. Everybody said I would not. I would not eat that beetle. Man, I ate the beetle. So was it a uh, was it a six pack or a twelve pack? <laughs> oh no, it was like fifty bucks. Oh wow! And then, yeah, and then the drinks were cheap, like uh, like really close to the border. So fifty bucks got me nice for the for a few like for. Oh a few yeah, days. absolutely. Oh yeah, and I, it and was, I know like it in, was wonderful in California. I know that when I was living in California at the time, when they mix a drink, like I used to drink rum and coke. And it'd be like three fourths rum, and then it'd be like one fourth Coca Cola. <laughs> so I know they're very strong out in Cali. Oh yeah, I like I love it. And out here now, I mostly drink wine, but I really like whiskey. Like well aged, excellent whiskey. You know, I will drink. I'll drink that all day long. Well, you know, one thing that always bothered me about reality shows is the fact that it's like most of them, most reality shows always have the most attractive people. Like, I mean, they're like tens out of tens. You may see an eight. That's what always bothered me is like you never really saw like normal people. It's, it's kind of like the whole restaurant scenario. You don't see the normal people waiting on you. It's always going to be somebody that's more attractive that's going to be waiting on you. And the normal people, well, they're in the back, you know, cooking the food or, you know, dishwashing, you know. I think part of that is casting as well. Not just casting. Also, like, I look I look a hot mess on most days. But when, when I really want to clean up, I'll get my hair together. I'll put some makeup on. And I, I look fly, you know. <laughs> so I think a lot of like that's that's the magic of makeup too. Like they can take an an average looking woman and turn her into a supermodel with just a little bit of makeup. Now for me, I mean natural beauty is everything, but the only purpose I feel makeup should serve and this is just from all the content I'm putting out when I'm always filming stuff, I'm always filming content, I'm always like in front of a camera is to keep your face from getting washed out by the light. Now, I have like nice, you know, light brown skin. With the light, what oftentimes happens is without makeup, I kind of start to get washed out. I start to look pale, like sickly almost. And to me, that that's not cool because that doesn't translate well into the camera. So let me ask you this. I, I would think that reality shows, like some are like game shows in a sense. What would you say like your most memorable reality show would be? Let me see. I mean, you got the ones that started it all, the reality, the road rules, real world. But the one I 
actually watched, I watched America's Next Top Model until about season 10. I didn't like how rapey one of the models got and how they didn't support the model that complained about it. So I stopped watching. And then Bad Girls Club. I watched Bad Girls Club all the way up to Mexico. No, the no, the one the one with the twins. I have to say I have never watched one episode. Because it, it, it really takes it has like a reality show has to pique my interest before I can watch because it's all fake. I mean, you could tell that they're very scripted. Like there, there's this one reality show that I do like because it seems like it has normal people on it. And that's the circle. I actually enjoy that show because nobody leave, technically leaves their little apartment or whatever it is. And it's all via like Zoom, like you and I are doing, but you can't see anybody. It's all like via chat. Well, actually, no, it's via, it's kind of like a, it's via chat. There's not you can't even like literally hear their voice. It's all via chat on a flat screen TV. And that's the only one I will actually watch because I actually enjoy the show. Oh, that's cool. So it was basically quarantine before quarantine. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. It's on Netflix. And a new season just dropped, and I'm actually excited because that's the only reality show I like. Like I said, you could tell it's very scripted, like The Simple Life. The Simple Life, I could not stand. Because you know for a fact, Paris and Nicole, they, it was all scripted. They couldn't get out there and do any real work, and they're not going to actually pick up anything. I hated that show. Could not stand that show. Like, I think, like, American Idol. I think American Idol has ran its course. It's done. Oh they should have stopped that, like, in five or six seasons. Like, it's done. It's so ran its course. American Idol needs to go die and all. That's true. Some pretty amazing talent. Like, I'll watch clips where some really breathtaking talent will come out of there. But they spend all this time just dogging them to where at this point, I'm just like, you know what? Screw it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Because these extremely talented people are basically being shut down and told that they're not good enough when really even they're not good enough is pretty damn amazing. Darn, darn amazing. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. No worries. It's, it's kind of like. Uh, Temptation Island. It was so stupid. Oh my what? gosh, I can't stand like th- yeah. yeah they have, yes, they have Love Island and they have Temptation Island, and it's basically it's basically you get this group of people and they're all horned up. That's all it is. <laughs> That's all it. And it's so it's so goofy. It's like, are you serious? It's like watching you know the flavor of love. <laughs> so, it's so I just want to know who will actually volunteer to bring their husband or wife to Temptation Island. Like, it literally is called Temptation Island. Yes, it's called Temptation Island. Break up. Well, I don't, I don't know if there's married couples on there, but I think they're like boyfriend and girlfriend. So the whole idea of the show is to basically get them cheap. That's how I take it. And, and that may not be the premise, but to me, it's all about trying to get, you know, someone to cheat. It's like you have a couple, couple of couples, and you have the singles. And so the whole idea is to, I, that's my premise, is like to get them to, you know, <laughs> cheat. That's what it felt like to me. Yeah, and that's the thing, too. It's like, why, though? Why? If they are volunteering to go on a show like this, then the thought of straying has already crossed their mind. Honestly. The, I, yeah. Oh, Yeah. Cheating doesn't begin by hopping in someone else's bed. Cheating begins because you're thinking about it. 
you're lusting after other people. It starts in your mindset. Yeah, it like, starts with oh, the seed. Could... Yeah, the seed's there. And yeah, then, then you... like you said, it grows and, you know, it grows into whatever. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree with that. I just like, um, oh, I'm like editing this video from It Goes Down in the PM. And I had like an entire conversation about what constitutes cheating. And my hot take just, you know, no spoils, but my hot take was if you're getting up every morning and texting someone who is not your girlfriend or wife and telling them, oh, good morning, beautiful. And you're pouring that love energy into them. You're cheating. You don't have to say anything sexual, graphic. You don't have to do the deed. If you are. Yeah, your mind's already there. Yeah, yeah, your your mind's mind's already there. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I like like see my wife. I'm scared of her, so I, I uh, no thank you. She knows where I sleep, and I'm a fast sleeper, and I am a, a a hard sleeper. I don't hear anything when I go to sleep. Like I've slept through storms and everything, but <laughs> no. Yeah, see, and that's the thing. It's it's funny. All these guys, like, oh no, I, I'm not messing with my wife. My wife will kill me, like violently. I'm I'm just like you know what? Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna pack my bags and I'm gonna leave. Because you know what? Leaving you will be the worst thing I will ever do to you because I'm right. that woman. <laughs> to me, it's in it's in the top three. Physical abuse to me is the number one disrespect. Not respecting my consent, that is the second disrespect. And then and then cheating on me, that is the third disrespectful thing. What would you say that is something about these shows that and I know it's all about drama, so and I know in reality shows, they do a ton of editing to make it look like there's so much drama going on. What would you say your opinion is around these reality shows that makes people just tune in every week to find out what's going on? It's the the narratives that they create by the way they cut the video, like Bad Girls Club. I'll be honest. And, you know, women, it's not cool to support women fighting other women over petty stupid stuff but you know i did watch bad girls club for the fights i you know i would sit there and watch him and be like oh what are they fighting over oh no she, oh she's gonna get beat the, this girl's got hands you know like i watched <laughs> <laughs> i watched the fights the way i would watch a boxing match you know that's how i felt like jerry springer that's like only reason why i ever watched jerry springer was watching them always getting a fight like there, every every day there's a fight. Oh yeah, and there's a, and you know what? They're probably those fights didn't probably didn't even happen that close together. Uh, what they probably did was cut the video to where every week, every week the the episode that aired just happened to be the days where there was fights and problems. Those girls were in that house together for eight. So that tells me that it wasn't like that for eight weeks straight. Nobody can live in that environment if that's the case, because it would be, I wouldn't be able to sleep. That was my environment for eight weeks straight. I would never sleep. I'd go sleep outside. I'd get a hotel room just to get some sleep because I know when I enter the bad girl's house, I would have to be on my toes. I'd have to protect my property. I'd have to protect my body. Yeah, And plus you're always on camera. Like there is, you can't escape. It's well, except for the bat. Well, I don't even think not even the bathroom per se, because even with the circle, they had cameras in the bathroom. So there's someone always watching always. No, even in the bathroom, 
see the there would be footage of like girls having sex with each other in the bathroom girls uh you know taking dudes to the house there was one season in the bedroom where one of they were having a party and one of the girls this was atlanta i believe and one of the girls put her friend in bed with a grown man like she was passed out drunk with no mattress because you know bad girls club they put that mattress in the pool so she took her friend put her in a bed with a man she didn't know and i was like oh oh no that that is not okay so do you think that was staged just to get the reactions and the reviews it's hard to say because when she when the girl woke up, she said seemed genuinely upset and confused as to why she woke ne- up next to a dude she didn't know. And if that was staged, I would like to know what the crew's standard operating procedure was for intervention. Like if that dude were to have taken advantage of that girl, was the crew instructed to step in? They're just going to continue to film while this woman got violated. Oh, See, I don't, I've never watched one episode of this reality show. And I would feel like somebody would have stepped in like a producer. Cause I've seen that before where the producers come and try to, you know, break up the so-called tension and, you know, in the, in the room. So that's interesting. Yeah. Like, well, the producers will come break up the fight, kick people off the show and stuff and tell people, oh, no, like Erica, when Erica beat up Rima in season in season eight, I believe. Well, I don't know. Erica and Rima just just fought all the time. But this time, Erica snatched Rima really, really good and then just beat the unholy heck out of her. So... I can you tell know, you were invested in this show. <laughs> That's I've never been that invested in a reality show, but wow. Well, like, I can't I even really, hardly remember anything about a reality show. See, that's the thing. The best fights were season seven, eight, and nine. Uh, was this? Yes. And 10. Seven, eight, nine, and 10. That was, uh, no. New, yeah, New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans, Mexico, Vegas, and Atlanta. Those are the ones with the best fights. I watch from a different lens because I am a creator. <laughs> <laughs> Got you. So the things I wondered was, okay, so, oh, it's interesting how they cut it here. It's interesting how they filmed this here, but didn't film this here. You know, oh, that's an interesting angle they took. Or, okay, so I wonder if this fight scripted. This seems too stupid to be true. Because we, we keep going back to the whole scripted thing. The thing, like House Hunters, right? I don't know if you've ever seen this show where you have this you have this couple. Dude is a professional recycler. And the, the wife is a part-time professional dog walker. And they have a budget of a million dollars to buy a house. <laughs> I didn't see that episode, but I, I know the, I know the show. Or or pimp my ride. You remember that show, right? Yeah, Where, I remember you know, pimp my ride. Exhibit too. goes out, pimp somebody's ride. The outside and the inside of the car looks fantastic, but yet the car is still missing third gear. <laughs> yeah, my thing about house hunters is no homeowner that values their home is going to let a stranger, professional or not, right. or yeah, like the home makeover like shows. Right, the yeah. home makeover shows, and they'll come in there and just 
And they're like, well, we have a budget of $150,000 and blah, blah, blah. Where do you guys get these budgets? But yeah, they, they come in. Uh, what's the twins? Because they, they do that too. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But yeah, it just it sparked a memory. But yeah, I don't know where they get their budget. That, that's a funny thing to me. I've, um, have you ever seen Hoarders? Have you ever seen that? I cannot. There's some episodes I cannot watch. I cannot watch that- Hoarders. Hoarder. I remember there was one where the kids couldn't reach the couldn't reach the fridge, and then there was like roaches in the house, like huge, giant size, like dinosaur size roaches. And I was like, "Oh hell no, hell no!" And then the woman, <laughs> no, yeah. that's not roaches. That's that's a that's a that's a breed between a roach and a mouse. <laughs> I'm telling you, it looked like a giant super roach. And then the woman, um, the woman called DCF on the hoarder and yeah. And then, yeah, the woman called DCF on the hoarder. And then the woman was like, oh my gosh, you're supposed to help us. And she's crying. And I'm like, listen, lady, you want to keep all the trash or you want to keep your children? You got to pick one. I seen this lady. She was pooping in buckets and everything. Oh, that's nasty. Yeah, I it, saw one where, where mm-hmm. the daughter had to shower outside because there was so much stuff inside the house. See, I can't watch that show. Like, I, I cannot. I try just to see. Like, some of them's not a, not not as intense. And I think I I watched a I think about maybe five episodes and I couldn't do it no more. I cannot watch that show. I, I can't do it. Some of those houses are so so nasty. Like, oh, Ooh. like. Mm-hmm. I make videos and they're like, oh my gosh, look at the background. Your house is such a mess. But my house is like normal three kid messy, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you have kids, I mean, like, honestly, like I tell my kids, it's like how many times to put a plate or a cup in the sink and they'll lay it right next to the sink on the counter. A couple more when, inches, you would have made it in the sink. How hard is that? <laughs> Just put it in my, the my sink. My kids leave clothes on the bathroom floor to like inches away from the hamper yes my my one of my sons he likes he, he'll throw his wet towel down on on the floor and oh, i'm no. like i'm like no what pick it up and then and you know just the moisture there. in the bathroom will get it to stinking too and just... <laughs> but with my kids like i said it's clothes they ne- and then and then here's the thing that sends me they'll eat in their room and i'll be like no Oh, you want to you want to hear me turn into a monster mom? Let me catch one of these kids eating in their room. You, you see, you that's me. They, my sure. kids, my kids do not eat in their room at all because I I just know that it'll be set there and then it'll cause some type of fungus or mold or whatever. And it's like, no, they they always eat at the table, snacks, whatever. I said, that's fine. You bring your you know your DS, your phone, whatever. You can sit there and eat a snack at the table. I don't want you snacking me. Yeah, my dad knows how I feel about it. So at least once a week, he'll sit there and comb through my kid's room and they'll be like, oh, no, you got to get these wrappers out of here. You got to stop eating in your room. It got to where I told them, I was like, I will ground you for every candy wrapper I find in this room. <laughs> now, I actually, I bought my I bought my kids a, a, a trash can just in case. So <laughs> that as a trash goes there, my, my kids, you know, they're working you know, uh, virtual. And so they had their own desk. I had, a, you know, I bought them a desk and that way they can, you know, they got a little trash can. So, you know, when they're doing their homework or whatever, you know, they could toss paper away. But as for food, no, no. So your kid's school is still virtual? Yes, because we kept getting, and this is actually last week. 
And it was three days in a row we got a call. And not, not prior to the couple of times the, the week prior, but we got a call from the school saying our kids was exposed to the COVID-19 from a student that may or may not have been in their class. And I had We got three calls like that last week. And I was like, nope. They're going virtual. Oh, my last Lord. Year, last oh, year, no. they were virtual. So, Julene, I do appreciate you. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up just like a bad <laughs> reality show. <laughs> we, had, we had a great conversation about reality shows, I think. Yeah, yeah the unreality of reality shows. And I just learned something about Bad Girls Club that, honestly, I've never watched that show. I heard of it. It's kind of like watching Making the Band. It was stupid with, you know, Puff Daddy asking them to go get a muffin at 4.30 in the morning, and but it's across town and it has to make sure there's only like three berries in it or whatever. It's it, it, it's the yeah. stupid part. Now, I'm just being facetious, but it's just how stupid some of these shows are to me. Yeah, I remember he asked one of the one of the people to get like a cheesecake or something to Mm -hmm. walk mad far for a cheesecake. And the guy was the person was so upset. And I w- and he was like, you know, there's there's other people here that'll walk double that for a cheesecake if it meant they could be on, you know, they could be on this show or what or whatever he was doing. Yeah. And as far as that show, when I was younger, made me like made me real like I always felt like I had to make my own opportunities, but that show drove home the idea that I cannot rely on a single person to make the opportunities for me simply because and you know uh real quick before we wrap up when I was younger right my I asked my mom to make me a sandwich I did she was getting ready to go to work she was about to leave me with my biological father he wasn't a really great person he was kind of a burnout so she got ready to go to work and she said oh make it yourself okay but I didn't want to make it myself. I was five years old and I was, and you know, even though I had the skills, I wanted someone to do it for me. So I went to my dad. She said, either make it yourself or ask your dad. I went to my dad, asked him to make me a sandwich. He didn't want it. He, he said, yeah, sure. Wait by the table. So I sat there and I waited and I waited and I waited. I got up, I messed with the bookshelf. I went back and I waited even more. My mom came home from work. I was about to cry because I did not get that sandwich. She's like, you haven't eaten all day. And then she asked me, she said, why don't you just make your sandwich? And I started crying. I said, I didn't want to make a sandwich. I wanted my dad to do it. And she, she, you know what she told me? She said, let that be a lesson to you. Don't rely on a single person to do anything for you. If you wait for a man to feed you, you will starve. That's what she told me. Wow. And I never Especially at five. forgot Wow. Yeah. And I, I never forgot it for the rest of my life. You know, my grandmother, cause you were five and I remember my grandmother told me this and, and, and it's funny, the power of words, my, my grandmother always told me, and I, I'll never forget it. She said, do not worry about tomorrow, worry about today because tomorrow has enough worries of its own. And so I try my best now to only live day by day because folks say, Hey, what are you doing this weekend? I don't know. What do you mean? You don't know. <laughs> I don't know until it gets here right now. I'm just trying to get through today. I'm trying to survive today. I'll worry about tomorrow when tomorrow, when I wake up tomorrow, I'll worry about it. 
And I'll never, I have never forgot what she told me. And it's, it's funny. It's the power of words. That's great advice from grandma. Go ahead, grandma. Because I'm always where I'm worried about what I got to do in the next five minutes. I'm worried about what I have to do, you know, an hour from now, tomorrow. I got my little Google calendar that likes to set me up to fail. And, and I got everything planned out, everything I have to post, everything scheduled from day to day, minute to minute. So I am always worried about what's happening tomorrow in the future. Sometimes, and, and you have to you have to always remember, always remember that tomorrow's never promised. So you have, and I, I keep that in my mind. It's like I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring, so I'll I'll just concentrate on the now. You know, and that's why they call it the present because the present is a gift. Yes, I I have always loved that saying. Well, I do appreciate you, Julene, for stopping by and hanging out with me, talking about reality shows. I do appreciate you. Thank you so much for being my guest. I appreciate it. Oh, you are very welcome. Thank you for supporting my show. And I look forward to listening to this episode. Yeah, absolutely. And don't forget, folks, that life happens when you are too busy making other plans. Thank you guys so much. And I'll see you next week on a brand new episode of Talking Shiz. (laughs) 